Squishy Bus to Crowded Heaven by Jake Fitzpatrick as Kitsch Carbone. Firstly, they told me I received entry into heaven, which I was a little bit surprised with, but happy enough to receive. I mean, purgatory might have been nice for a moment, but I wasn't happy enough, I didn't think, to get into heaven. Mind you, I was rather surprised because I've done some pretty fucking awful things in my life. Borderline criminal. But hey, I don't make up the rules. I'm not going to argue with it. So, basically, I was in the elevator heaven. You know, the wooden old elevator with shining marble floors that you probably can't clean your teeth with. And I, I, was, I was sharing it with one other person, uh, this young boy. And he couldn't have been, you know, older than four. And he didn't speak great English. Nevertheless, we both tapped our feet to Halo by Beyonce, which was on Pete for a fucking hour. And we were halfway there until, pang, it stopped. The elevator stopped halfway to heaven. We were there, trapped in wood. Uh, I'd almost, it almost felt like we were on like a, you know, a ride at a fairground or something, when it just stops and you're clueless. But in that case, at least as a controller, Mind you, actually, I, I remember once going on this ride called um, the Snake Loop uh, with my grandpa, and we actually stopped mid-air hanging upside down. And so all the blood was rushing down to us like we were, and we were turning to almost Greek flag-looking people. Um, and then almost at the point of passing out, despite being only on there for 30 seconds, the ride carried on. Uh, we got the news, though. There was footage of myself and my granddad detailing our experience on the news. Um, so, you know, if you scour YouTube enough, you're probably likely to find it. Anyways, this elevator situation uh, was nothing like that. The situation was shrieking, shrieking terror and fright and what the fuck and what the hell are we doing now? Uh, I'd made the assumption we were, but this boy looked so innocent. Um, and I wasn't going to tell him that because I didn't know, you know. Three hours later, anyways, we were still sitting there, Beyonce in the background. Fucking hate Beyonce now, and I'm sorry, you know, it's all those people who do, but fucking hell. Ten hours on repeat. What was it, ten? But it felt like ten, it was three. And I think you'll forgive me for that. So anyways, two more hours of waiting, and I heard an alarm. An apology alarm. There had been a malfunction. Here it was. The hell reveal, I thought. And they needed to transport us to Heaven's Airport. A young angel, who just looks like any other person with a few more whiskers on their face, came in and flew us on a helicopter to Heavenly Airport, which was a nice place, you know. I wouldn't say it was heavenly, uh, but nice. Um, and to compensate us, they put us in a sort of godlike lounge, which, you know, was probably a bit more heavenly than Heavenly Airport, but I wouldn't go as far as to say it was um, godlike. Uh, so I dined on a vegan avocado roll with some fresh smoked salmon and grilled zucchini. Probably need a little bit more seasoning, but hey, that's just me being a bit nitpicky. Um, and I received a massage, shower, and I was given a blowjob by an angel, uh, which was very pleasant. Uh, quite a nice touch. I then wrapped myself in a robe that smelled quite literally what I assume heaven would smell like. Gardenias bathed in fresh salmon spat out of the queen's electric mouth, and that's exactly what it was. It was at that moment where I was form, informed my flight was scheduled for 12.45 p.m., and it was only 6.04 a.m., so I thought to settle myself in and content myself with a nap.
on air, which I did. And it was lovely until they told me the plane trip to heaven was cancelled because there weren't enough seats. So despite my dusty sleep haze, I walked over the child from the elevator and we decided we would try a new tact to get to heaven. I walked out of the lounge and it was organised chaos. Like an Indian airport, this was the bay of do-gooders each fighting each other for a seat to get to heaven. I gave my brother his kidney and I died trying to protect my mum from my dad, so I assumed I was going to heaven. But I'd also done some, you know, as I said before, terrible things. Um, but I assumed in my case, you know, the good things outweighed the bad. I mean, right, I, I saved two family members. I mean, what have you done? You know? Um, I told them of my special treatment on Earth and uh, how I'd spent time in the lounge. Um, and I passed off the little boy as my son and that he had an ailment, which I didn't think he did. But anyway, um, but they said it was impossible. No, 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 no. Uh, I was asked to wait in the back of the line and the predicted wait time for this line was 16 fucking hours, 16 fucking hours. I mean, fucking Richard Branson's dodgy deal with the heavenly airlines had brought all this upon us, twat. And it was in moment, that moment we were all lovely and yet none of us could get to heaven. And then rather gratuitously, the boy started crying. And a woman with a generous face passing by with her family walked over. She appeared rather frazzled, but approached me and said to follow her. She told me of a bus ride to heaven. And so I did. And we weaved and meandered our way through the seemingly endless crowds of the airport until it thinned out. And we found ourselves outside the airport in the light, windy weather. On a bus shelter with an almost London double-decker bus painted a perfect white arrived in front of us. We managed to hop on this bus with no effort at all. Something of a secret for those with young children, I presumed. The boy had to sit on my lap, though, and he did. And then the door shut, and we were left, all in the clear. I thanked the woman dearly. She said nothing but squinted her eyes back. It was all good, and the bus ride only took 30 minutes. I calmed myself down on this full but content bus ride until the next stop. When we turned up at the next stop, only two people hopped on. I thought it fine as there was a spot at the back where the two of them could sit and I thought the other person would find another until one of the women tapped a man on the shoulder and he had to get off. He had no choice. He simply got off, no questions asked. And at the time, I thought this really, really strange. And the next shop came around. Ten walked on and tapped another ten on the shoulder. And they immediately switched. No questions asked. I checked the board. The ride was half an hour and there were six stops on the way to heaven. The other two stops came and went without barely a trace. In fact, it was probably a good thing those people got off because they were all starting to smell. I mean, we all smelled. Though. I mean, we'd all been through a bit of an ordeal. But at the next stop, a family of 10 walked on again. A family of 10 on a bus of 50 fucking people. I couldn't stand the selfishness of it. But I couldn't say anything because I wanted to get to heaven. They tapped a crippled woman who was all but forced to get off the bus. They tapped a gentleman who appeared to be dirty and probably a gardener. I realised the trick in order to stay on the bus was to look them in the eye. Use that reverse psychology. 
Because if you didn't look them in the eye, they would come to you. A woman at the front of the bus was using this tact, and it seemed quite effective. But here, I just thought of the irony of all this. I mean, we're supposed to be good people to get to heaven, yet here we are on this bus doing terrible, selfish things to each other to get there. I value myself over you, but I'm sorry, but I do. We eventually moved on, reaching the final stop. Another five got on. I stared at each of them intently. Don't you fucking step anywhere near me. Don't you even fucking think about it. Don't you, don't you, don't you. But their hand was reaching towards me. What the fuck? It was coming. It was coming, nearly tapped. Until they tapped the family woman. The woman who had helped me here. The lovely, probably cooks beef stroganoff and makes blueberry muffins for her children in mixed tiled kitchen. Yes, that woman. She was told to get off. Was bit, I, I thought to say something, but I didn't I didn't think. I, I, I thought to look at her, but I didn't know what to look at her for. I wonder where the woman is now. But her children came to heaven with me. I'm not sure where her husband was. The door shut for the last time. And finally, Halo came on again, and for some odd reason, despite the seven hours I've heard of it, it was warmly welcomed. Maybe I like Beyonce now, I don't know. Three minutes later, I got off the bus to the pearly, well actually they weren't that pearly, you know, they were a little bit dirty, sort of like if you're in Rome or something. Anyway, the, the gates of heaven. But again, I had not escaped the waiting. I'm currently waiting in a six hour line to heaven. Three hours in, halfway there. Guess being a good person doesn't count for much in the world these days in terms of perks. But, you know, I did get a fresh mango juice, so that was a plus.